Welcome to Real GM Radio. I am Daniel, your host, and so happy to have you with us for this episode. This is not the substantive basketball Real GM Radio for this week. That is with the great Matt Moore that came out on Wednesday. Instead, for some reason, even though my biologist sister and I have done the college basketball mascot bracket for years now, for over a decade, I believe, and then as a podcast for roughly five years, I didn't think about doing an NBA mascot bracket until very recently, some point during the last year, and it was a lot of fun. My sister used her same, you know, biologist background to go through it, and the NBA collection of mascots was pretty wild. Like, it led to some really bizarre conversations and, like, thought processes and everything else, but we really enjoyed it. Runs about 30 minutes. If this is the sort of thing you enjoy, enjoy it. If you don't, then you can listen to Matt or anything else that I do. So thank you so much, and hope you have as much fun listening to it as I did recording it. Thanks so much for coming on and doing this new experiment. Thank you. I'm excited. The format here will be a little bit different, but I'm just going to say the mascots, so that part of it won't be that different for you. It's just that you'll be hearing teams in kind of quicker and slower succession. That's just the way it works because we're only dealing with 20 teams as opposed to 64. And we will start with Cavaliers. So you've done that before because the University of Virginia. So like I would say it's like a a guy with a sword versus the Nets. Yes. Uh, Yes. uh, Net. Basketball Nets. N-E-T-S Nets. What is the mascot of the Nets? They don't really... So I would say they don't have a mascot that looks like a giant dancing net. They have at times used a knight, but I don't think that counts. You know our stance is that it's the net. So I think you can you can imagine whatever size net you want, it's a net. So I'm envisioning like a big basketball hoop since I presume that's why they're called the Nets. That seems reasonable. They weren't thinking of like a fishing net or a hair net. <laughs> I would assume it would be basketball related, yes. So then here's my question. What are basketball nets made out of? Nylon. Okay. Um, So if you're a Cavalier and you have a sword, I think you can make your way through a basketball net and therefore Cavaliers win. I think that is completely reasonable. (laughs) <laughs> we'll stay we'll stay in that kind of that conference for now. Here's one that you've never had that I think you'll enjoy. Hawk versus Hornet. <gasps> Ooh. Well, I think it'd be really hard to get like close enough to a bird, a feathered bird, to actually sting it. And sorry, it's hornets, I presume. Yeah. Like a swarm of hornets. Well, I, I'd say yeah. you you kind of have to assume the same number. It's not like it's listed as a wolf pack. I think it's single hawk versus single hornet. Oh. <laughs> okay. I am just briefly googling if birds ever get stung by bees. Well, I know um, I know some birds eat insects, but I don't know if hawks do. Yeah. So it actually says here generally a single wasp is not a threat to a bird because of its protective feathers. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, but a swarm would be could be lethal. So hence my question. But so I would um, assume it would theoretically if you're swarming the hornets then you also get multiple hawks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I think we should go singular, and in that case, hawks would win. Also, apparently, hawks eat basically everything. So yeah, I mean, it would be it would have to be an extraordinarily lucky hornet to beat a hawk. Now we get a a follow up with that. Now the hawk faces the net. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Um, when I did a student exchange studying biology, we spent a week out in the outback in the bush catching birds with nets of various sizes. So I, I have some hands-on experience with this one. 
and Nets are going to win. Nets win. We'll shift to the Western Conference for now. This is just, I I think you'll enjoy this one quite a bit. Timberwolf, wolf that lives in the woods, versus a clipper. And a clipper is a big old ship. Oh, a clipper ship, right. Um, I'm going to just quickly look up what a clipper ship is. But I'm feeling strongly in favor of the ship because you can have like ship dogs. So let's say like way, way back when there was a ship that, you know, they didn't have a domesticated dog and they they brought a wolf on board, maybe. Um, Okay, let's see. Yeah, it was a merchant ship. They look pretty big, like. Yes. Quite sizable. So my, my thinking here is that the wolf gets on the ship. The ship sinks away from port, and the wolf is unable to swim back to shore. (laughs) I don't really envision a scenario in which the wolf can hurt the ship unless it were able to kill every crew member. And that would be really, really tough, considering the crew size for a clipper ship. So, clipper ship wins. Clipper ship wins. Spur, like the spur on a boot, versus pelican. So I will say, like, when we were talking about the nets both times, I sort of envision if it's an object like that, that it's a scalable size. So, well, I would say it's the size of a boot on it. Like, it's a spur. It's a specific size. That one, I think, you know, it's it's not like a spur that is, it's not like a duck-sized horse or a horse-sized duck. Okay, fine, fine. Um, so it's a regular spur. Yeah. I mean, listen, birds eat marine debris um, a lot and it tears up their intestinal tract and, and pushes food away from the, you know, digestible surface area of their gut. Um, I think that a spur could kill a pelican if the pelican ate it. Um, let me just see. I thought it's really not what pelicans do, though, um, in terms of their eating habits. So let's see. I'm just trying to see if there like is evidence of this. Okay. It looks like pelicans might be more commonly ingesting tiny pieces of debris. So it would be very unlikely to eat a spur. Um, a pelican could defeat a spur probably by just burying it in the ground. <laughs> um but I don't think it could actually tear it all the way apart. So I'm going to say, like, if they're going at it again and again and again, that eventually the spur is going to damage the pelican enough to say that it wins. So, spur. Okay. Now, spur versus timberwolf. Oh, okay. So similar, I guess. Like, you could kind of whip a spur at a timberwolf, like, many, many times. And what is a timberwolf going to do to, like, a flat piece of metal? Um, so if I, by the transitive proxy, proxy of, of a pelican versus spur, I, I think that I have to say spur wins against the timberwolf as well. Got it. Now we're going to get into some, some fun ones. Um... Okay, your friend the net is back, and it is facing the heat. Just heat. Oh, <laughs> well, you said already that they were nylon, so that's not going to work very well. It'll just end up like a puddle of plastic, basically. So, heat. Heat. Cavalier, which you've talked about before, versus a Celtic. And as we've talked about before, it's... I would describe a Celtic as... So their mascot is a guy with a basketball and a shillelagh. This is the Boston Celtics, if you want to look it up. Okay. He is specifically listed as a leprechaun. Oh. But has yes, a... He is. 
But the picture has a shillelagh and a pipe or some sort of stick. I just thought of it as a shillelagh. I see a walking stick. I don't more, know what you're saying. Yeah, more of a walk, walking stick is fine. Okay. Um, right. So it's a walking, it's essentially a walking stick versus a sword. Sure. Okay. Let me look up who are the Cavaliers? Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Their mascot, they don't really use a mascot that looks like... Well, actually, I guess they do have one guy. That's true. They have. They use a couple of different mascots, one of whom is a dog. But they have one that is a person. Well, right, because the first thing when you said Cavalier, I thought of, like, the King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Oh, maybe that's why they have Moondog. I, but they have... A, you'll see there's a person as well. Oh, that doesn't look like the King Charles Cavalier. Um, okay... I see a man with a cape. Cavaliers wear a cape? He also has a sword. Oh, here he has a sword. Yeah, okay. Cavalier. I don't think he can go up against a guy with a walking stick and a vest. We move on. Buck. So a deer. You know, buck. Yeah. Versus a bull. Wow. This is one that's for sure happened in the real world. Um, bulls can be super big, right? Yes. Um... Let's just do a little size comparison here. Bulls bulls may weigh between a thousand and two thousand pounds. And what about a buck? Oh, that's a white-tailed deer. More like one hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I'm seeing they've got these pretty sharp, pretty aggressive-looking horns. So I would say the bull is going to beat a buck. Got it. I don't know if you're prepared. That said, we, we're kind of in a hornet hawk situation where, like, a very lucky buck could probably kill a bull, but yeah. yeah. Next one is a 76er. My interpretation has been a person that, like, they've used Ben Franklin before, but, like, a person that lived in Philadelphia in 1776. It's always a little bit murky there. <laughs> Civilian. <laughs> Civilian versus a raptor. <laughs> um, I want to look up the mascot for the raptors. See how Tor- Toronto raptors. Okay. And oh, a, wow. And as you would guess, this was this team came out during the Jurassic Park era. That is the inspiration for this, as I understand it. You said it came out during the Jurassic Park era? Like the movie coming out and being a thing. It's funny because when you said that it was going to be against like a civilian, I immediately thought about Jurassic Park. As you would. It is one of the more common iterations of a dinosaur and a person being in the same place. This is probably one of the better, more deliberate mascot choices, I would say, of all the ones that we've come across. Like, these people have thought about their mascot in a battle with other stuff, clearly. So, um, in part for that, but mostly because it's a regular person versus a raptor, uh, the raptor is going to win. We'll move back to the other side of the bracket. Your friends, the Spurs, are facing what I consider their natural enemy, the sun, (laughs) S-U-N. Just the sun? Yep. Phoenix Suns. It's funny because I would think the sun could be most things, but a piece of metal sitting on the earth? Wouldn't it just melt it? I, I, I feel well, like on this I feel like on this one like a super powered sun well I, it's not does it I mean because it, theoretically if they're fighting I think the spur is coming okay. close <laughs> enough to the sun you get what I'm saying like it's not just like the sun is millions of miles away because then like the spur would theoretically come closer and melt <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, like just a spur laying on a basketball court in the sun and I'm like how is this gonna end 
Um, but you're right. If they're actively trying to fight each other, the sun could 100% melt the spur and everything else on the planet simultaneously. So you got it, sun. Our, our general, our general habit is to, we use the, that thing, but I do want you to look up Phoenix Sun's mascot because they're actually, the mascot they use is a different thing. And I think you will enjoy it. Oh, okay. have no words <laughs> yeah the sun the sun's gorilla um was, why that's my word uh, so i believe it was a person who was doing i don't know the whole story but i believe it was a person from a telegram service went to the arena in a gorilla costume and people enjoyed it enough that it became unofficial then officially the mascot of the team it is named go go the gorilla okay so it has nothing to do with the team name no so that's why it doesn't count we are we are interpretation just as is the case with like alabama's elephant or miami the hurricanes having that ibis it's the name of the team rather than the sun's gorilla but i thought you would enjoy the sun's gorilla so i told you about it (laughs) i really do there's a lot going on here i think maybe honestly divorcing the mascot from the team gives you the opportunity to have a really fun mascot like these guys have done i think that's fair i think i fully support it but like i get it now i can see this because like having a sun mascot would be really challenging (laughs) okay go ahead the clipper is back clipper ship and now it is facing a grizzly oh wow (laughs) okay so i'm gonna go with the same scenario for some reason let's say it's a either noah's ark or um trip to a new world situation where a grizzly ended up on a clipper ship alive um I presume that whoever put the grizzly on the ship, like, would have tried to, you know, keep it in place. But for the sake of the battle, it's a loose grizzly on a clipper ship. Um, The grizzly, I think, probably could kill everybody on the ship. Um, My thought is also that the grizzly could also tear up the ship pretty well. Like, bears are pretty strong. Yeah, actually, they're good climbers. You're right. That was, that was, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm still working through it. I mean, so you've got, okay, you've got a bear of, let's say, full-sized, you know, very aggressive, fighting grizzly bear. Absolutely could kill multiple people. Um, so I, I, I looked like, it up. I mean, you have experience with them, but male grizzly bears are about 600 pounds. They're huge, huge smelly, scary. Um, I think that once you gave me the visual of like the bear climbing the masts of the ship and maybe like ripping them up, I realized we were in a situation that the bear probably could create a situation in which the ship capsizes. And yeah, you're right. Maybe tear up the ship a decent amount on its own. I will say like, this is kind of a mutually assured disruption scenario because you could have the bear sink the ship and then like there goes the bear too yeah i, I looked i looked it up also good swimmers so um i'll give it to the grizzly okay grizzlies win the next one will frustrate you because it's warriors but there is no real specification on what the warrior is um but if you want to look it up so the warriors the golden state warriors do not currently have a mascot i've actually wrote about this in my book but they did have a mascot named Thunder. So if you want to look up like Golden State Thunder mascot, you will find out that is their most recent one. He is not currently their mascot. Um, what year did the Warriors get their name? The name the name Warriors. So it originated in Philadelphia. Um 
think it was when they were founded, which was roughly 75 years ago. Um, they at one time used Native American imagery, and that was since removed, as you would guess. They were founded as the... Fi- that, like, that if that's what they were thinking of with the team, then I, I want to go, I want to find some of that early imagery and use that as my warrior idea. Okay, so yeah, you can look up, like, the, there's some San Francisco warrior stuff... I'm going to see if there's Philadelphia Warriors. Oh, yeah, that stuff, yeah. That stuff looks yikes. <laughs> okay, let's see. Phil, you could search, yeah, Philadelphia Warriors, Native American pulled some stuff up. Okay. Oh, boy. And they were also, they also used that imagery once they were in San Francisco, though they pulled it during their tenure. Ooh. Oh, boy. This is um, rough. Yes. Okay, I've got the visual. Okay. <laughs> they are facing the Nuggets, like a nugget of a rock. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, wow. Okay. This is like a history lesson, right? And, and <laughs> they... How did this go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but go ahead. I was just thinking, like, how did this go for the Native Americans with the gold rush and everything? Like, this did not... This did not end well. Um, so for that reason, I would say the Nuggets. Got it. Last one in this round. Maverick. So Dallas Mavericks, um, I mean, I would just think of it like a kind of like a cowboy is kind of they, they use a horse as their mascot. But again, we're using the idea that like maybe like I was thinking of the show Maverick um, where that was like that, up, right? that was like a Western show. OK, um, like a maybe like a fancy cowboy. I'm it's always been a <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, Maverick is definitely what I would call a fancy cowboy, the show. The show was, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find any other pictures. Because, yeah, they use a horse as their mascot, but that, again, is... There's clearly a car called a Maverick. There is. It's mostly the car. <laughs> um, okay, let me also just look. Maverick is like a descriptor of people, right? I mean... yes. Okay. Oh yeah, it was also the the Tom Cruise's character in Top Gun. That's true. That's why I'm getting a lot of Tom Cruise pictures. It just says like the dictionary definition is of a person who shows independence of thought and action or who holds unorthodox and independent views. So, I'll say fancy cowboy. <laughs> okay. Fancy okay. cowboy versus jazz. <laughs> Okay, um, jazz. So it's just like maybe we're going to say like playing music at torture loud levels or... You can interpret it however you want. I have zero concept of how to do it in mascot battle. I'm leaving that to you. Okay, so the the thinking around the naming of this team is what? Well, so original... It, the, the, you, oh, you probably don't know this. The, the, it is the Utah Jazz. However, they were originally in New Orleans, so they were the New Orleans Jazz, and then the team got moved to Utah, and they kept the name for some reason. I only know that because you've definitely told me when we were in New Orleans. That sounds right. Um, <laughs> but so, so New Orleans named it Jazz because it's like emblematic of the place. Yes. Or okay. 
then in that case, they really mean jazz music. Like, there's really not another way to interpret that. Yeah, I mean, well, if you wanted it to be a jazz musician, I think that would also be acceptable. I don't know if you want to do it as the concept or a manifestation of the concept. Either is fine. I think if heat is heat, then jazz is jazz. Um, Okay, so it's jazz versus the fancy cowboy? Yes. Okay, so, you know, if you just are playing really loud music, right, Fancy Cowboy could just turn it off. That could be one resolution to this if, like, the jazz were just playing on some kind of boombox or whatever. But I think that's less exciting, right? It's not the boombox, it's jazz. So let's just say you have, you're kind of being driven crazy by this music in your head. Um and you'll do anything to make it go away. (laughs) Um, I feel like, so a person who holds independent unorthodox views, let's say might not like take standard routes to get rid of the jazz playing in their head constantly. And um, I'm going to say we'll like engage in some destructive behavior. And for that reason, I think jazz will win. Okay. We We are through that round. We are into the next round. The Raptors... Versus the heat. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, So do you think that, I mean, do you think? Do we agree that a meteor wiped out the dinosaurs? Yes. It's a kind of heat. (laughs) Um, But it was also, you could also argue it was kind of an absence of heat. Yeah, right. Blocking out the sun. Yeah, okay. So has it, mm, that's a good question that I want to look up. So... Raptors were cold-blooded. Yeah, but I just want to make sure... Oh, wait. No, they were warm-blooded. Wait, what? What? They're not... It is unclear. Wow! (laughs) Velociraptors may have been... Since they had feathers like birds, they would have used those to keep themselves in their nests. And unlike other reptiles, they actively hunted and pursued prey, which just suggests they generated their own warmth. I had no idea! Wait, I thought that thing... Wait, really? Hold on. Please hold. So, yeah, there was... Apparently, there was also a study in Science, the, you know, the the publication that dinosaurs were neither warm-blooded nor cold-blooded. I am interested. Just medium-blooded? Just blooded? So, so this, this covered in feathers thing is, like, agreed upon now? I don't know if it's agreed upon. I think there is consideration. Okay. But it... Like, so now I'm looking at a Yale thing, which says that the... That they so think most the dinosaurs were warm blood. No, I don't even know if this matters in a matchup against the heat, though. Well, that the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs warmed the Earth by about five degrees Celsius, and it stayed that hot for a hundred thousand years. Oh, okay. Oh, so that 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 seems more pertinent than feathers. <laughs> so it really was heat versus raptors, and um, heat won. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cavalier versus bull. Oh, another thing that very possibly happened in real life. Slash kind of happens in slaughterhouses, right? Um, Cavalier, I think. Cavalier. Suns versus jazz. Wait, I'm still thinking about the Cavalier. Oh, you can can revise. That's fine. Well, okay. Well, I was originally thinking about like a Cavalier just going up and like stabbing a bull. But then I realized that they're fighting with each other. So it's more of a rodeo situation, 
right? Yes, that's fair. Okay. So when I think of a cavalier trying to like ride a bull in a rodeo situation, I don't see that going very well. And and for that reason, I think if they're really fighting one another, like this isn't a slaughterhouse, then the bull really could win. So okay. I changed my mind. I, I want to go with the bull. That's fine. Now we go back to Suns versus Jazz. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> So I think it's fair to say that jazz would not exist without the sun. Um, I think that the sun doesn't care about sound and jazz, whatever thing jazz is coming from or whatever device is hearing the jazz, like it's emanating from something either in your own mind or some kind of device, all of which could be wiped out by an overly aggressive fighting you sun. Um, the funny thing is like the sun could wipe out jazz without even knowing it, right? Like how could the sun detect jazz to fight it? Um, but point. let's say that it could. So, I think the sun would win this one. Nugget? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. An alternative view of this was I was thinking, like, if you just sent, like, sound, because I think we've done this, right, as a species, just, like, send beam recordings out into space, um, in which case the sun cannot stop it, right? I mean, it's just sound or radio emanating through the universe. But if we're actually trying to get them to fight each other, I'll say sun. Got it. Okay. I'm sticking with my original answer. Got it. Nugget versus grizzly. Oh. I'm assuming this nugget is not sharp. I would think not. I also don't know that it's particularly big. Yeah. And gold is a soft metal anyway, especially like in nugget form, I would presume. So I'm going to say grizzly could win. I, I will say that that is depriving us of Nugget versus Sun, but I that would have been the same thing as the Spurs, so I'm fine missing it. Okay, Eastern Conference Finals, Bulls versus Heat. Oh, no. <laughs> um, he, he's going to get the Bull. I'm sure it has many times. That is completely fair to me. Suns versus Grizzlies. Oh, okay. I think that Suns could do a lot. And I guess, you know, you have to go back to, like, what could a grizzly do to the sun? Nothing. Um, so, Suns. NBA Championship. Heat versus Suns. Oh, I thought it was going to end with this one. Okay. So, we're going to really need to think about, like, astrophysics. Um, heat exists. Whether or not there's a sun, right? I mean, I mean, it can it can it can generate in other forms, sure. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. So it seems like there is like radiant heat in deep space that largely comes from stars, although some some planet plants. Uh, sorry, some planets. <laughs> like Jupiter emits some radiation that I guess becomes this radiant heat. Eventually, you know, all stars burn out and heat, however, can't really be destroyed. It just spreads out, right? It gets thinner and thinner, but it's not gone. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to get a lot of comments on this one. Um, but for that reason, I think that heat would win because the sun would eventually burn itself out and heat from another sun maybe could impact one sun. This one's hard. <laughs> what do you think? My thought was suns generate a lot of heat and yeah. we don't know how much heat heat is. So it might just 
generate more heat. Like, you know, I, I feel like there, there, there's more randomness with heat than there is with how much heat this, like, suns, I think, are one of the better generators of heat, as I understand they're, you know, they're large stars. So part of me is like, is a sun just, does it have a higher expected value of energy generated than average heat? And I have no idea. Well, but the thing is, Danny, if the sun is fighting anything, its only weapon is heat. And light, but isn't... Okay, fair. But, um, but light does nothing to heat. Heat doesn't... I don't think it particularly cares. Though I could so, be wrong on that, and I would expect that somebody will reply. Yeah, please. Please reply. Um, so I think that... My, my thinking when you were describing it is that the sun is emitting large amounts of heat, heat and light. But if the sun is emitting heat, it would just make the external heat more strong and abundant, right? That's fair. So it's like you're expelling of your weapon, I can then just use against you because I'm heat. So it's like you're making more of me? Yeah, yeah. All you're doing is making me stronger by making yourself weaker fighting me. Now, that said, I still haven't really thought of a different way that heat could attack the sun because once it comes off of the star, it's just basically dissipating away. It's not moving around in some non-star mass that could attack a star. This is where I'm a little bit stuck on heat. So your thinking was that the sun, the sun at least is a, is a targeting force of heat and therefore can kind of beat it. And gener- it, it, my thought is if it generates more of the same thing, then it's better at that. And so it wins. Yeah, I, I see that. I also like. I also see the idea that it's that the long game is important here, but also you know these are seven game series played over two weeks rather than like over millennia. Um, True. Okay. So yeah, um, that's very fair. I can see where this is going. I can see where you're coming from. I don't. I don't have a strong take on this. I somebody else would. Yeah. I, I'm not there. I feel like the lack of directionality of heat versus light or something else makes it really difficult to wield as a weapon in the universe. You know, mm-hmm. it's overall absolutely critical and can absolutely be wielded as a weapon when employed by the sun, right? Or other sort of methods of heating. Um, Heat could be just about anything on Earth, but could it be the sun? Um, You know, in the context of like the duration of (laughs) the basketball season, um, I think your your point is well taken. The sun, at least the sun is doing something, right? <laughs> <laughs> the sun is crying. I don't know. He's just kind of sitting there being like, you're fighting me, but like, you're made of me. So calm down. Um, and I think that we should reward the fight, right? Like, that's what makes the winner, the person who doesn't give up, the person who just keeps trying all the way to the end. And I can't imagine the heat really making an effort against the sun in a way that would be effective. Like you could gather up heat from a bunch of other stars or whatever, but by the time you did that, maybe the (laughs) the basketball season would be over. Um, So yeah, I like sun being the winner. I'm on board with it. I thought that was a hard last decision. What are your thoughts on the mascots presented to you in this versus the college one? I think that these are fun. They're a little bit easier to wrap your head around, even if they're just like a net. 
Um, except, of course, for heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked it. We went from like very petty, like pelicans eating debris to universal forces against one another. And I think that makes for a very fun mascot bracket. I cannot believe we never did this before. I can't believe it either. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Talk to you again soon. Thanks again to my sister for taking the time to come on. As I mentioned in the introduction, if you want to listen to the more basketball substantive Real GM Radio, that was with Matt Moore, came out on Wednesday. You can find that in the feed. That's why it's good to subscribe and download every episode. But hopefully you enjoyed this as well. I just think it's a ton of fun and really enjoyed the experience as always. And if people liked it, we'll probably make it a running tradition. They're far enough apart that I don't think it's too overlapping. And I, I mean, we both had so much fun doing it. If you want to support the show, there are a lot of different ways you can do it. You can leave a rating, leave a review in the podcast player of your choosing. As I mentioned, subscribe, download is great. Whatever podcast player you use and word of mouth for this, because it's something so fundamentally different. People might not know about it. You can say, hey, people really like this. It's something completely different. So you can do that. Really appreciate it. You can also check out, of course, my other work, Dunked On, Dunked On Prime with Nate and our Spotify live chats every week. And I should have some stuff at The Athletic in the next little bit. We have a couple pieces that are getting closer to editorial. So you can check that out. But thank you so much for listening. Take care and make it a great day. Thank mm-hmm. you.